Hello everyone, welcome to the Hyderabad Hiccup. I'm Kritar Jha. I'm Saurav, hello. Uh, hi Saurav, so uh, how's how's your day been so far? Yeah, Did you get a good night's sleep? No, thanks to you. I mean, I asked you right. yesterday night yeah. and uh, you had a great wreck, by the way. Uh-huh. So I was binging on the show. Uh, it had six eps. I, as, I have this weird trait, I always leave the season finale just for that weird kick that I get in. I've left a show oh, at oh, a you, certain so, cliffhanger right, and so then you, I'll get back to it only so you, after three or four days even though every single cell in my body will probably screech and ask me to do it so which show did as soon you, as possible. Which show did you watch? Oh, okay, you had a lot of recommendations. So I ended up watching Bodyguard. Right. And uh, okay. thanks for the recommendation. But yeah, I, I lost. Thanks for the recommendation, Kritak. But I lost a night's sleep. So uh, thanks for that too. So that's what welcome, I did. And, of, always. <laughs> and, uh, and... And uh, now we are here shooting the podcast. Woke yeah. up late. Yeah. Had three hours of sleep. So don't mind. And I'm Saurav, a groggy. Saurav obviously doesn't care how my day went. You didn't even give me the time to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were waiting. Okay, for. whatever. But um, Saurav does care a lot about playing the tabla. So, huh. uh, do you have any shows coming up, Saurav? No, Sadly, the last show I did was in September, uh, for which I didn't get paid. Oh, are you still waiting on the payment? Yeah, uh, for which I'm waiting on the payment, to be very fair. Does that happen? That's at- actually, so, funnily enough, in India, that's a very good position to be in. <laughs> oh, waiting to get <laughs> Waiting paid. to get paid rather than I don't get paid for my shows. So, does that happen a lot where you go for a show and they just don't pay you forever? Uh, yeah, it does. It does happen, but in Hyderabad, the scene is... The scene is good. Good as in they tell you that in front. I mean, they tell you to, to you, <laughs> tell you to it, tell that to you to your face. Nobody, so nobody will take advantage of you. Nobody will promise you and then not pay you. Oh, they'll, they'll promise just, to not pay you. They promise to not pay you, as in uh, they'll. So there'll be a, there'll be kickbacks in other different forms because sometimes you just you may just want to get your out art uh, out over there, and they're giving you the stage and platform and all that for free. Right. And they'll get you equipment also. So to be very fair, there are a lot, so lot. There are a few places uh, which are doing that currently, but uh, I haven't heard of people getting cheated by producers uh, so far. So, so far, so far in in, in Hyderabad. Hyderabad. In Hyderabad. So, so uh, you obviously have been playing tabla professionally for a while now, right? Semi-professionally, I'm. Uh, so I I kind of started pursuing it a year and a half ago, right? So um, yeah, I've just started out this June. Okay. Not solo. I so again. Uh, I was I, so that was a very weird place to be in, uh, as to. So so you can play tabla solo or as a part of a troupe. How how does so it work? Tabla is an accompaniment instrument and also a solo instrument, right? Right. So, but if you have to be a soloist, you have to be damn good, yeah. But think about it. Yeah. You're on stage. And you're the only. And one you're on the stage. only one. And in tabla, we have something called the lehra, which is like a rhythmic loop cycle. Uh, any tabla solo listeners will know that, uh, but yeah, so you it's pr- probably you and just another person at the most right. on stage. So you have to be bloody good. Okay. Uh, you have to be very bloody good. You have to be bloody very good. You have to be very good. Okay. Uh, so, so, t- so tell me something. Tabla is so you you've been playing tabla for a while now. For uh, a while, now, if, for a while. Yeah. Started when I was a kid. When I was six. Yeah. Around what, six. Just just curious, what's the career progression into like playing tabla professionally? You play as a kid, find a guru, work with him and then eventually branch out? Uh it's very it's it's probably one of the most <laughs> random processes ever. 
as everything is in art uh i can just probably tell you my story aha uh-huh. so i used to play it as a kid and we'll generalize throughout yeah yeah uh, okay yeah. Sure. i mean it will be close to most stories right uh, unless so uh, because of uh, and nepotism is a is a harsh word for it because this is one of those places where nepotism has worked so in Or indian there, classical there music there isn't there isn't necessarily a market like there isn't an app where you can go and like find a guru exactly like, exactly you know, exactly learn under so there there are like classical music apps now maybe but anyways uh, so if you're if unless you're like a son of a tabla player a saroj player a sitar player you usually uh, make it in the most random way possible in this very very interesting world of classical music by the way so i learned it from my dad and then my dad handed 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 me over to this all india radio artist from hyderabad and then uh, the gentleman my guruji not the gentleman uh, my guruji got pretty old so he couldn't come home and my parents weren't comfortable sending me to maribatnam yeah. all the way from begumbet by the way yeah. uh hyderabad listeners will know uh these are just two places that are far apart for people who <laughs> don't live in hyderabad yeah 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 and uh, far apart when you're uh, well they used to be far apart yeah, i exactly. i would when assume you're 14 now years are, old and yeah. it and it's 2007 2008 yeah uh so yeah they were far, fair enough to say they were very far they're far apart yeah obviously now there are places which are much further apart <laughs> yeah 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 uh, i'm sure people go from alwal to madhapur ha 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 yeah lots of people do we didn't have cabs then remember true 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 yeah, yeah. so uh so i couldn't go there and then uh, in during the third year of my engineering i met this gentleman and uh, he obviously uh, he plays well <laughs> i mean that would be an understatement and then i get to know why because name drop he is learned from ustad zakir husain so and he's the one who says uh asks me liter- literally uh, he's be- he's been very kind that way he asks me to pursue it professionally and he says that he'll help me out or what i'm trying to say is he'll teach me right he'll take me under his tutelage so yeah that's how, and this is this is december 2016 right so in terms of progress i've actually surprised myself okay and i think i should just thank him uh uh for not just doing whatever he did but for teaching me in a, in in a certain way that you know because we are at an age we're 24 years old right now right so yeah, our dads have some expectations from us in terms of right. earning money and all that so uh my dad was just wondering if i was too late and yeah. my and my sir probably answered it in the most wonderful of ways that well there aren't too many people anyway so not really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i mean i'm sure not like... not like that so i mean within i mean it's it's uh people who play classical or are involved with Uh, are involved in classical music at any capacity will know that one and a half year is not a very good gestation period is is not a very plausible gestation period for yourself to get on stage i mean yes you've been playing it you've yeah. been in touch with it since you're a kid yeah but nonetheless but nonetheless i think we should give credit where it's due so that's how i got on stage really and yeah. i was just wondering uh what what will be good at, but then subtle plug in i found i find this person mr neelkant verticula who run who who has this concept of a folk collaboration called pahia and he needed a tabla player and uh, we met uh june this year on the eve of the world music day uh, during the world music day celebrations not on world music day i think uh, we met that weekend was world music day celebrations over here in hyderabad uh, and i w- i was playing with another flautist 
and uh, Carnatic Flautist. So yeah. that was interesting again. So technically, that was my first stage show. Right. But this was uh, this was but this was for Music Day celebrations, right? So it was not professional, as in yeah. Nobody got paid <laughs> for it. It was just a celebration. <laughs> I like how you said earlier that one and a half years isn't a good gestation period. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm for tabla, for, for in, tabla, classical in classical music, music. in general. because I've been I've known I mean I've known a lot of stand up comics who've come up with so much content or like you know but but did you though short... but did you though i'm pretty sure like even in in the world of stand up comedy yeah. uh, you have to the gestation period is at least 7 to 8 years right no because i mean art itself is like that right you just have yeah. to I, I you mean, just have too many things prob- to take care of it probably takes ta- that long to find your voice but i have known people who within 6 months have such a strong stand up art which is just funny and comparable with one of the more average stand up specials on Netflix like, okay so to give to give uh, so to give, give you guys some perspective like obviously me and kritath have been stand up fans and we were for, the yeah, for for, for, quite, for quite some time and we were the generation of indian stand up comedy i wouldn't say resurgence but just say surgeons is that even a word like when in stand up comedy it's emergence we, yeah we we, we uh, it's emergence and we were probably the first uh, audiences to actually respond to stand up comedy in india yeah again because of the kind of upbringing we had but we knew something called stand up existed yeah like we were sad when the week that wasn't got cancelled on <laughs> yeah, yeah which um, nobody uh, knows like yeah. <laughs> i don't know nobody it. knows i think not people don't even know there was a show like that some people do some definitely. people do yeah. some people do yeah. but i mean we 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 are Definitely, the people, people who wrote and at, at, at produced and it yeah. uh, know about it. Exactly. But anyway, so, so uh, yeah. and which uh, again to put another round of some a little bit of more perspective is that uh, Kritath is no longer just a fan, but he's also yes, I've performed stand-up comedy. Profe- yeah. I mean, again, I would I would hesitate to use the word professionally because you know I'm. Uh, I want to be better right now huh. and I I'm I'm currently on a break so I have never performed uh, stand up comedy in India yet. Acha um, you you've not acha you've just gone acha by the way even I didn't know this you've just gone to open mics. I've gone to open mics performed at one uh, Oh okay. I I didn't have any I mean I had just like one joke to try and like but yeah it wasn't such a good experience but I haven't worked on uh, stand up sets Achha, after i've got i have a confession India. by the way okay so i am i feel i am like in a much better position with re- with regards to our relationship so i mean it's safe to say you don't know too a lot about classical music right no so now now there's so much like the pressure on me is almost nil for me to call you to one of my uh, events let's just call it an event and not a okay. concert huh. and like to have you in the audience but that's why you remember i told you ki If you're performing, I'll I'd rather watch you a year later, because yeah. I have to be your friend, and because again we are stand-up fans, I have to somehow critique you in some way, and like you will be. I was just wondering, like you will be on stage, and you'll be. It'll happen, right? Like, is sort of laughing or not? I mean, true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I understand what you mean, but huh. but basically, like you know, if if you're doing. Uh, at least i think in stand up like mm-hmm. especially if you're doing the kind of stand up that just uses a lot of personal experiences okay uh, to account for you know uh, as as a part of your sets that's your fodder mm-hmm. for your sets mm-hmm. then i think if you've had an interesting life then i think 6 months and if you're doing like open mics every day is good enough to have like enough material for at least a 10 minute set 
a good okay, 10. Okay, promise you'll do 10 minutes at only then. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll come, I'll come. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm being safe, like, I'm being safe. But again, like, I think, uh, you know, stand-up comedy just, you know, it's not as technical uh, a discipline as, say, pro- Hindustani classical music, right? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, because, the, but, and that's something, like... But I think there's a, there's a point of convergence in the sense that it is an, it, it's an elite art. Like, you're, at least in India, your audience is pretty niche. Niche. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you'll have a small, uh, you'll have a very core group of people who will probably uh, come to your shows or even listen to you for that matter. Uh, yeah, I, India, I mean, right? I I think the word is uh, N-I-C-H-E, but I'm pretty sure uh, it's it's pronounced nice. Yeah, so we have a very nice audience that yeah. comes to our shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but but you know, so if if you're doing stand up, like you don't need to go and explain the the premise of like the the ABCs of fair what enough, you're doing. Fair enough. But like if you're doing Hindustani classical, I mean, Indian uh, Indian comedy scene is at least over there. Like, you won't have to explain stuff. You, I would mean, you, you say don't, so? Would you, you don't say, need to... Would, ex- do you think so? You don't need to explain English huh. or Hindi fair enough, fair or enough. whatever language fair before enough, you do. But, like, that's not necessarily the case with, uh, you know, Hindustani classical, is it? Like, do you need to... There's a lot of technical underpinnings to what you're playing. Uh, so, do you have so to again, it depends that? on the How kind of it? audience. So, Hindustani classical music traditionally hap- has happened, is still happening in Baithaks. Now, Baithaks is just a collective term for 50 people listening to someone... Someone or a few more people performing over an evening. And 50 people who know their shit. 50 people, 50 people who know their shit as in, uh, I'll just expand that, uh, who buy, who still buy cassettes. Uh, so, I'm sorry, why have I, oh wow, I'm proper Hindustani classical. I'm still over there. Who still buy CDs, right? <laughs> I like, I like how you said cassettes and you're like, no, 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 this is too old. Then you upgrade it and you went to CDs. No, no, I mean, you, you have like all your... All your Bismillah sure, Khan course, yeah. and your Zakir Hussain's, all of the records are now available on iTunes also. Of course. So yeah. there, there are people who purchase, invest some amount of time and money in Indian classical. Yes. So they're good listeners. Yes. Uh, good. I think everybody is a good listener. They are very, av- they are aware. Let's just yeah. put it, let's just keep it like right. that. So how, so suppose someone is not aware, suppose mm-hmm. you're trying to expand your audience. Mm-hmm. How, how, how much time does that take? If I don't know classical music, but I want to learn more. Yeah. How much time does it take to like pick it up? So again, internet has been a huge, huge friend over there. Right. So, uh, if you're really interested, even before going to a concert. Yeah. Right. So I would just say, ki, think about it. It's, it's a music that has, has had a heritage of again we don't have recorded history though we do but we don't have enough cite enough things which we can cite to like we, right. we can't have academic citations okay although you have uh, people doing phds in uh, indian classical history in history of uh, indian classical music uh, but nonetheless you don't have a lot of citations but roughly it is a 300 300 year old art so i i think out of respect like you can just go blindly to a concert the only thing I would say is go go to, uh, I mean, gather some information as to who the artist is. Yeah. Like go to an artist who will truly live Indian classical music through his, like he'll, just go, I mean, the Hindi word used is Nibhana. Right. Right. So yeah. who will, who, who'll truly like do justice, do to, justice a raga, to the, yeah. Right. I yeah, think right. I was not getting the word. So uh, I, that's the only advice I can have. But even then, if you, if you don't even want to do that, you have a lot of, knowledge available on youtube just like that to initiate you into the just i mean it'll give you give you basic info as to what it is and what to expect when to 
go to a concert and stuff right but i think you can just plunge in okay for an audience who's just starting out to answer yeah. your question uh but yeah i think i think uh, like any other art form it has to, it has everything to do with the artist like even if it's someone is a novice he should be able to come up with metaphors and yeah. relatable stuff if you if you and zakir hussain is a master of that you will have you will, you will you can just go to youtube and just search skim through all his uh, even 3 minute clips yeah. where he judges the audience and plays accordingly right so again i i think it's the to answer your question i think again the onus is on the artist yeah. So you had mentioned a word earlier which I want to come back to uh huh. one not in this podcast yet uh where you said uh, you know especially when you're playing tabla the not the especially mu- acha okay the, I, yeah the music note sounds exactly like the sound that you make ha huh, not the music note so uh, I don't know who came up with this man and part I'm a, a huge part of me wants to do a podcast or wants to do a blog or wants to do something in in uh is because of the idea behind indian classical so for example indian classical percussion is one of a kind right and uh, the word that i used was onomatopoeia right onomatopoeia is the na- is the uh, this thing probably the yes. adjective would be onomatopic so Pe- for example people indian people preparing for their gre take note <laughs> yeah please take note <laughs> so uh, indian percussion is onomatopic uh, i don't know who came up with it because see uh, communicating with melodies is very easy right right you have sare ga ma pa da ni sa do re mi fa sol la ti do the tones sound exactly like you speak but no other place in the world has had its percussion do the same thing so sound echoes the sense that's what onomatopoeia me onomatopoeia means so all your indian percussion is onomatopic so if i play a dha it sounds like a dha yeah. so now i can communicate in rhythms right that's not what you can do that's not probably what drummers can do they yeah. they probably have to they have probably have to exchange notes like they have yeah. to exchange sheets that's what goes what goes on in the western world yeah. so um yeah some <laughs> english vocabulary expansion for uh, yeah. our listeners uh, so, so anyways uh, enough about me before you accuse me once again about talking too much about me and <laughs> not asking <Okay>. anything <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> so uh, when are you planning to uh, involve yourself a, a lot more uh in the look hyderabad comedy scene yeah. so by yeah. the way kritath has done a lot of again g- giving you some info uh, kritath has done a, done a lot of stand up back uh, in Cam- cambridge i mean that's what you've been doing for the past year apart from studying studying economics uh, uh, yeah apart economics. from my degree uh, yeah. in nfl uh, in in economics research uh, or apart from <laughs> comedy you did eco- economics I no so i i think for me it was just like an extension of my degree because oh, yeah, i yeah. i uh, used to I'll figure out no. you know there are like concepts from economics that i wanted a larger audience to know and then i turned that into a set okay so i think right now what i'm doing is i'm taking a break to find more content in in research that i can collate into a set and okay so then answer this question because again you were a fan and now you're performing right so how important is uh is like the is performing regularly for writing content just tell me that so for me i mean so now you're taking a break right so don't you think your muscles will loosen up so yes there is a aspect of performance to it but uh you know stand up unlike theater hmm. uh theater has more performance uh of course there's content as well but like the performance part sort of 
I think stays with you a little. Yes. yes. But content, it's like if you're getting up every day on stage, then you're not uh, giving enough time to content. And like, it depends, you know, if you're living, some people get their content through life. So they need to live life. They need to get those experiences and then make content out of that. And that's a good way to do uh, stuff. Uh, personally, I am like really bored with stand-up that just talks about experiences because people don't have yeah, as but, unique experiences as they think they do. But so I'd like to argue that that's a good starting point. That that's is, a good starting point. Uh, yeah, right? that's, that's one way to do stand-up and I enjoy, you know, that stand-up as well when done well. But I think for me, it's like my content comes with like, I'll reach, I'll read like uh, three or four research papers and then I'll get something funny out of that. Like, you know, and I'll read something in the news, I'll read the research paper, then I'll get something funny. So here's my next question then. So your job becomes kind of very similar to my job. So we have another point of convergence in the sense that not... So for example, you use some economic term that I wouldn't know. Go ahead. Uh, Say causal inference. Yeah. So I wouldn't know that. A local average treatment effect. And uh, I mean, psychology, you probably have some some jokes written with those words in right right that's that's why you use those words right because, uh, i think you you kind of guessed why the question True. Where, where i was going with my question so how do you do this how, how do you get your audience in that same plane how 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 how, how do you get your audience over there so i don't okay. uh, i haven't yet i'm trying to figure out how. okay okay so like so for example uh the stand-up hour that i performed at the Edinburgh Fringe, right? This uh-huh. year. Yeah. There, the entire show tried to explain what a randomized control trial was and how you'd go about doing it and how using it, etc. Okay. Randomized okay. control trial is one way to figure out causal inference. Like, whether you do A and B happens. So, did yeah. A cause B? So, how do you find that out? engineering backgrounds, I know what randomized control Exactly, trial is. right. So, but again, ha- I know that. Me- yeah, and like, many people would know that already, but it's still like, you know... Even if you know that, mm-hmm. if you know that, then it's best. Like, then mm-hmm. it's, it's it's still funny. Uh, Fair enough, yeah. I mean, I hope. But it's... So, so I took that one concept and I had a 40-minute set on it. So, I'm not sure how well you could, uh, you know, get different concepts in and get it to an audience. That's what I'm working on. And that's why I don't immediately want to go to open mics and see. Because open mics, you go when you have content to try out. But to me, writing that content is just more important. So like, now are you writing content which will be more Indian specific? So for example, in India, you will have to speak in English. Like you, that is like like a freedom for you, right? Because in India, you, you can do a lot of stuff in Hindi too. I mean, and I, make it sound a lot more funnier maybe. So I, are, mean, are you... I, I think I would still do my content in English. Okay. But... It'll be Indian in the sense that a lot of the studies that I'm looking at are from development economics and a lot of those experiments have been carried out in India. Okay. So it's a very Indian context to the joke. But yeah, I think language, I will stick to English because then, because this research, you know, generalizes in most cases to a lot of places, right? Depending on the experiment. Some are really large scale experiments. Okay. So uh, you'd want to like communicate the results of that okay you know with caveats of course okay uh, like all science results scientific results so finally i think uh, we'll have just one last que- uh, query of mine and this is not a query so you've told me before but it was something which was very interesting 
and something right. which we could right. do in hyderabad yeah so uh, could you just like again say what what the edinburgh fringe was all about and then we can just put forth our idea yeah. on record that's it i mean so the edinburgh fringe is this magical thing that happens every year uh, at edinburgh in scotland okay. uh, where there are these hundreds of shows actually thousands of shows that come to hundreds of venues okay. and the entire city becomes a festival of comedy theater music drag lip sync battles like everything right everything oh, under for the sun. arts so for arts okay so it's the world's largest arts festival okay uh, it's okay. been going around i think since the war so how long since does the it second world last war. for like how so long it lasts usually for a month uh, three weeks but it starts a week before and some shows go on for a few days after so it's a month long so okay. this month it was like i think from uh, the third or 1st of august whichever was a monday mm-hmm. to the 26th of august okay um i performed two of uh, i performed for like two weeks uh, of the three in the same venue so you in have a designated venue, venue yes. and you so do you, your show so you go to a venue you have a time slot and you do that show every day again and again and again at the same for whatever slot. number of people for, for whatever over. yes okay so okay. May, you might have a break or two in the run but basically the same show over and over again okay and it's just crazy it's the best place to watch new shows so i think there's a bangalore comedy fest uh, happening i think 16 to 25th november huh. this year i think it's the fourth iteration ha huh, but i don't think so they have as many venues roped in but or they do are, they they are increasing okay. uh, but they i mean they definitely don't have like that many people to perform in the first place so i think but it's increasing and it's it's pretty and i didn't know about this, this right i mean this happened way back in june so june 24th is world music day right but you had something similar in hyderabad again albeit only with music yeah and albeit again with only amateur performers yeah uh but you had that in hyderabad for the entire weekend and uh, great organization by the way across you had you had 12 hour programs yeah across uh, eight or Uh, up to 10 venues i mean oh, obviously okay yeah That's so fine. unlike you obviously so for example if i had something of mine to do yeah again it may it can be beatboxing right again it had to do something with music yeah. uh, but it it could i mean they also had uh, people they they really literally didn't say no to anyone so if someone wanted to dance they could but i think that's what it was like i don't i don't think so they had stand up anyways uh, because it'll be too uh, it'll go out of definition na in the spirit of yeah. world music day you you want musical performances but it was the other way around so for example you could perform in multiple venues with different time slots right and not in one single venue right. so again it was not ticketed because hyderabad is not there i feel yeah i mean it was more of a so, celebration ha, so, so how, mean, how, many how shows much had... no that's what i'd like to segue into yeah. ki how is how how economically viable is the fringe i'm sure because it's just viable because it's old right it's not viable at all most oh, people okay. who perform there may make a loss like it's my understanding and like, the producers like i mean unless venues? like uh, huh, un- venues not so much venues probably okay like okay. there is someone or the other funding the thing okay but it's not always and not necessarily the audience completely okay it okay. is heavily subsidized mm-hmm. so like my show was uh, supported by the pembroke players which is an organization in uh, uh, in cambridge which supports shows interestingly pembroke players also shapo- supported uh, uh, a play on i think on the mahabharat which vasant nath 
took to Edinburgh Fringe, Vasant Nath is on the writing team of Sacred Games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They have... mean, so, so because I was not interested in the Fringe, and then I was I just chanced upon Graham Norton's Wikipedia page. Right. And he did some sketch over there, which I mean that's that was what uh, his his platform yeah. was Edinburgh Fringe. So, so it's I'm like a wondering huge platform. Yes. Great so, talent coming so, across. Over so there. the main thing is people go there and perform, and they find uh, and they people find. Oh, they go, they, and they go there to network also. Yes, that's that's also one reason why a lot. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do much networking, anything. <laughs> but I'm sure in theory <laughs> that <laughs> is possible. I was just trying to put my show. It was my first show. <laughs> I was you were more just exploring imp- anyway. I, I was more imp- just getting the show done. But yes, that's something that you can do. I know people like who've gone there and then gotten like, you know, if you if if you get the jokes there, then you get a lot of people who are interested in your show, and you can take that other places. Okay, yeah. Okay. But a lot of the shows at the Fringe are also free, so it's there is an a free okay. Fringe okay. that happens. Okay. Uh, um, several shows under several schemes are free, so you go. The show is it's free entry, and huh. then on the way out, you can pay as much as you like. Oh wow, that which that's is, nice actually. Yeah, which is I think a pretty nice business model, hmm. and which is something that you can also do here. That I, so, as far as venues are concerned, I I think Hyderabad's set, for better or for worse. I think we have seven to eight good venues. Yeah. Whose producers? I mean, from my yeah. experience, because yeah, I've been here while you were in Edinburgh. Ah, right. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, as far as producers are concerned, very supportive and all. And if you and you said the producers make money, right? So I don't know. I would assume some producers definitely do, but okay. I wouldn't say all of them do. Venues are more likely so to venues are more so oh. venues are more likely to make money because they also have bars or food places within them. Uh, so I don't, bars are not probably available in Hyderabad or maybe in very but, few venues. But, but food is available. Food, uh, food, is food available. and beverages food can and be beverages. sold at venues, so they Fair can enough. make money off that. Similar, not unlike how you know most cinema theaters make money. Okay. So okay. that could be one business model. But yes, it, but it can be done in Hyderabad. So so the so, as the, far as so the music fe- the music festival in Hyderabad, a replica can be. Fest. Ha, ha, ha. We are moving in that direction. We are probably moving. But in that we direction. need a concerted effort. Like it has to be a there has to be so a governmental like, push ha, ha, at ha, some place. That's what I was just saying. Because uh, that really helps, right? Like so, who manages the fr- the fringe? Well, there's a fringe society. I think. There's a society, right? So I you think have fringe... you have a governing body. Yeah, there is a governing. There is a centralized governing body. See, because the history of the fringe is it was set up, uh, you know, after the Second World War, I think, right? Okay. Yeah, must have been the Easily Second World Googleable. War. Easily Googleable. Yeah, uh, it's set up after the war, and you know, I think Edinburgh was the one place that wasn't completely destroyed. So that's how it started. There was a government push to encourage arts and culture there. Hmm, and hmm. then it grew out of that. Hmm, hmm, so hmm. there has to be a government push, right? Like Fair enough. And at some level, because there are a lot of laws otherwise hmm, that hmm. become very difficult. So of course you can have a strong organization and you can have strong performers, but, but definitely government policy Some legislation. Helps. Or like even if, as long as the government is not hindering, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, yeah. that should probably be fine. Fair enough, fair enough. But also like, oh, one more thing that I forgot. The Kadar Ali Bhak Theatre Festival is happening right now. In right now in Hyderabad. Yeah. So today is... So uh, you're catching something. Today is the Sunday, the 4th of November. I think I think there's uh, Cyrus Brocha's uh, How I Met Your Father okay. on today. So like that's been happening for a while, the Kadar Ali Bhak Festival. Yeah, too. So, yeah. you know, it's going in that direction. Yeah. So on that note, I think 
So, uh, yeah, that's our first episode. That's our first episode. Uh, Thanks episode. for listening. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.